You can start off with the prayer. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahana Vavatu Okay, good morning and good evening. Welcome to today's discussion. So maybe, you know, we can start off with a quick weekly report for you guys, a special report on Chatur Masa that you're doing. And I would like to request Ajay and VP to talk about it today. <laughs> VP, go ahead. Go, go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, uh, I think I'm starting to enjoy it. Um, I think the... Um, number of recipes that we all have come up with and shared with each other is phenomenal. Um, and, and, you know, the best part is uh, Girija and uh, kids once in a while are also starting to like that. So that's sort of one observation, which is phenomenal. Um, number two, I would say, you know, I feel lighter and uh, especially in the morning, I feel extremely energetic. So that is working very well. And uh, thirdly, I would say that, you know, the changes I've been making because of this group um, is working very well with the changes I'm making with the Chaturmasa group. And they're almost fusing together in a very important lifestyle change. You know, how do you spend your time and how do you um, interact with people? So it's, it's, it's really very enjoyable. That's what I would say. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, oh, lastly, uh, sorry, lastly, ahead, I have reduced my tea consumption materially, which is, which is, I mean, it's like mind blowing that you know I have I'm giving up tea. I'm down to one cup, which I'm not liking also. So that's that's like another wow. dimension to it. Sorry, go ahead, Ajay. No, no, that's good. No, sorry, let me start with uh, with a compliment, VP. I mean, you know, the two weeks shows on you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm seeing you after like a week. I mean, last week, I don't know whether you were visible or not, but yeah, this is kind of quite distinct. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, totally echoes sort of what you said, uh, BP. I mean, to me, uh, the food thing is kind of, you know, I don't even think about sort of menus and, you know, stuff like that anymore. I mean, I eat what I kind of get and uh, my wife will say, look, you know, what about today? And I'm like, just do whatever you feel like, you know, it's, 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 it's less important, clearly. And every day it kind of changes uh, to the better, which is which is great, I think. And I'm, I think I'm snacking a lot less and snacking for you nuts. So I'm, I'm down on that, which I feel good about because I was I thought I was cheating almost because I was eating too much of, you know, uh, you know, little things which I thought were healthy. But, you know, too much of everything is bad. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think overall, I think uh, I'm enjoying it. I I just feel good about it myself personally. So, yeah, I mean, I mean. Just, just the thought that it's still a long way away kind of sometimes kind of sounds daunting, Rajesh. But uh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I think uh, we're getting into a bit, a bit of a rhythm. The only thing is that next Ekadashi, which is the 30th, uh, Rajesh, happens to be my son's birthday. So I'm just wondering whether I can either do it a day earlier or a day later. I just don't want to skip it. Uh, so that's the kind of the only thing. Uh, and just one other thing which I shared with the Chaturmasa group, uh, but for the rest... Uh, 
I just had like a nice personal moment. Uh, uh, on the 15th of July, I completed 366 days of continuous uh, pranayam in the morning, each wow. single day, back to July 15th, 2019. So I felt, I felt really kind of delighted by that. And, 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 and that will take me to 500 days, Rajesh, by the end of Chaturmasa. Mm. If I continue. <laughs> Very good. There's no so life stress you will. to make for you for the next meal. Say it again. Is your wife stressed what to make for you for the next meal? <laughs> she used to be like, she's like, you know, what do you want? I mean, tell me, like, you know, <laughs> give me the detailed menu. And I would share a lot of the stuff that we get on the on, on our group. Okay. But, uh, but today, Monique, she was like, she's like, what do you want to eat? And I was like, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I, I think it's been amazing. I think we, we've been doing we've been doing great. I think so we've been having fun a little bit, and uh, uh, at least um, I, I get a lot inspired, especially when I saw VP Ajay. You know, both of and Vivek Mitra. Vivek has lost four kgs in the last fifteen days. Yes, and wow. he says that he feels never felt any better than what he's feeling right now. <laughs> and I, I was I was also impressed with my brother Mahesh's. Uh, you know, uh, you know, cuisine, like, you know, guy is crazy. You know, he cooks cool stuff now. <laughs> yeah, he's got the best, he's got the best recipes. <laughs> yeah, and I shamelessly keep asking for the recipes so that we can make it. And, and they are really, really good. That's what I was saying. Very nice. Yeah. Fantastic recipes. Okay. All, all, that is good, good uh, progress report for, uh, for those of you. And I, of course, I've got a very selfish interest to say to sell this to, to tell this to you because I'm selling chatur to you guys. So, so sooner or later, hopefully, <laughs> you guys will also fall in line. You know. <laughs> anyway, that is uh, just a joke apart. So, so, um, so we can start off today. So, um, you know, I probably want to share what I uh, was reading in in listening to Brihadaranika Upanishad, which is related to the um, um, the waking state and the dreaming state and the deep sleep state, right? So uh, it was pretty interesting perspective what came out in Brihadaranika uh, Upanishad. So I thought I'd share that with in this group. It was a pretty long post if I had to type it on WhatsApp, so I decided I'm not going to do that. So, um, so in, uh, you know, uh, for those of you who do pranayama, you know that, you know, uh, we have this system inside our body called as nadis, and nadis basically start from the heart, and uh, you have this Ida, Pingala, and uh, Sushumna Nadi as three main nadis. And then you have different root nadis and, you know, overall some X thousands or X million nadis, 72,000 is the maximum, is the, uh, is the quote-unquote the big ones. And then apparently we've got 727 million nadis going through all over. These are all like psychic distribution of a network where, which, which, is like a, um, which is like a memory that stores all your, you know, uh, information and all your memories from, from several lives and all that. So when we do this pranayama, what happens is the nadi, nadi shodhana pranayama, it cleans up all these nadis and gets rid of all some of those hidden vasanas that we have. So that's the whole thing. So the Brihadaranika Upanishad has got a beautiful way of explaining what exactly happens uh, when we are awake, when we are asleep, and when we are deep asleep, uh, uh, when we are dreaming and when we are deep asleep from a nadi perspective. So what it says is when we are awake, the... Uh, 
the atma which is uh, the uh, uh, within within each one of us is reaching out to the five sense organs and the five organs of action okay through these nadis and it is predominantly there that's why we are able to get external inputs and act in the external world and when we are uh, when we are dreaming so what happens is it does not go till that end point of these five uh, action organs and five uh, uh, five uh, uh, sensory organs but it creates a world of itself within that nadi system itself so basically it uses the material that is already there within this within this nadi stored in those nadis uses that as a raw material and thus combinations different permutations and combination of this raw material and creates a world that we experience as dreams okay and here is a beautiful part so the question is naturally what happens in deep sleep i think we've been asking this question sometime back right so bhrudaranika upanishad explains it as follows it says that in deep sleep the atma goes back to its own self that means it does not operate either at the external spaces or within that nadi space it just goes back into that the space what is within the heart i believe there is a thumb shape space within the heart where that's a physical heart within the physical heart it's a thumb shaped space where apparently our scriptures state that that's the space where our atma resides so in deep sleep it goes back to that that's what it says and i loved it and i thought i'll share with you guys Mm. Interesting. That's awesome, Rajesh. Thanks. Okay. So uh, I think uh, uh, we we moved forward from the, the from the three stages. to uh, you know reading about the self so i think it will be a pretty easy chapter for us to discuss today because we probably discussed that in uh, geeta quite quite uh, uh, quite a lot so anyone can start and you know maybe we can kick off a discussion there hey, um rajesh maybe you know i'm going back to something that uh, we discussed in the probably in the previous sessions now uh, this goes back to the five sheets actually so uh, can somebody explain more on the the fifth one the bliss sheet you know especially from the context that why is it why is it you know related to only pleasure and uh, not sorrow so because i thought these two are on the uh, on two sides of the same coin actually right so that part i could not understand so was there a discussion that happened that i missed Well, um, uh, Satya, I mean, uh, one way I understand is that in 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 that uh, you know when you say it's only pleasure, I, I think that is a wrong assumption because I think you transcend pleasure and pain. So uh, from that perspective, it it is um, it's not like you you are only kind of attached to uh, what would be considered as pleasure, right? So you you, you go above that, right? um as you as you uh, transcend into that into that plane and beyond so that's probably why right it's it's called the <clears throat> the ananda um uh, uh kosha right and the maya kosha but i i think we discussed a little bit it is one of the 
toughest ones to kind of understand. Uh, I, I think Rajesh mentioned last week that we that in deep sleep we experience that, um, and because in deep sleep there is there is no suffering, right? So in other words, uh, no matter how much suffering is there in the waking state, it's all gone in deep sleep, right? So the lack of suffering can be said as happiness, right, or bliss, because there's absolutely no uh, no uh, suffering at all. So uh, that could be uh, a way to explain the uh, how we experience Ananda Mayapursha. I mean, that uh, is, is. Do others uh, agree? Is that uh, no? Well said. I, I I think I agree to that. Uh, at least I don't have any better view of that than what you said. I mean, yeah. I mean, the only. I mean, it's 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 correct, Kishore. I think that's how I think about it. I mean, the way I differentiate it in my mind is. Uh, I think of the causal uh, form or the Anandamaya Kosha as sort of the unmanifest form, and and right. to that extent, it it is kind of not uh, it's not expressive. It doesn't express itself in a way. That's that is, how I think about that it. Is also yes, yes, yes. And uh, just to add to it, uh, I think Swamiji also says that you can also relate to it as limitless because that is where you don't want anything. When you don't want anything, then, the, then there's no question of suffering, because suffering is usually when you, when you, when there's a desire, yes. something. There's right? a craving, yeah, craving so, or aversion. So yeah. absence of that leads to blissfulness, which may be yeah. slightly different to what we call as pleasure, even though right. they're yeah. intrinsically yeah. they're same. Because when uh, I think we in first few sessions where what is pleasure for a moment there is no desire and hence we experience that bliss so actually it is the same thing that it's absence of any new desire we get the pleasure but we tend to think that the object is giving the pleasure so in that sense actually the pleasure and the bliss is the same thing. it's absence of any desire or any craving or anything so it's right. a less situation where you are full, right? If you're full, then what do you want? Nothing. There is no duality. What do you want? Nothing. From home, nothing. So that's why it's called the Ananda Sheet. Perfect contentment, is that what you mean? Um, even contentment will come after experiencing everything. Though it's, it's quite similar, but yeah. it's like you're full. So what else can you have when you are full? There's nothing other than you. So you just kind of, it's a contentment in 100%. There's no probability of not being discontented. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. So, so truly, it is the fifth level then, actually. So there's nothing beyond this. It's just that we don't know at that time. That's the only difference between that and the Turiya. Yes. We know it after we wake up because we remember it. It's a memory. So knowing it at that time is realization, actually. Very close to it. Okay. In the waking state, if we can say we are fully contented, 100% full, we are just the one, there is nobody else, nothing else to, to achieve, then it's the same state as deep sleep, but knowingly. Yeah. Sure. Many of us must be at that momentary point several times in our lives, but trying to keep it at that consistently, constantly is the challenge then. Correct. 
So that comes with yeah the knowledge and the practice. Yeah. And I think yeah. uh, that's shared that you know it's uh, after the mind is prickled because it keeps going here and there. So to for the purification of the mind, we do the seva, which is which I think Gita keeps talking about. Antakaranikishuddhi. Once the mind is clear, then the reflection will stabilize and we will we'll get into that state. And then the other is one pointedness, which is done by meditation or even devotion. You can you can use there are multiple options available to get that. Then this knowledge will become constant and consistent. Yeah, and 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 uh, to add on to what uh, uh, Alpana you are saying is, you know, I I recently was listening. I don't remember where I was listening. Um, I believe there is a logic in uh, in our scriptures called as Brahmarakita Nyayam. So uh, I heard, I understand that it is that there is a Brahmara is a sort of a beak, a sort of an insect kind of a thing, and Kitaka is a is a uh, larva kind of a uh, state. Okay, I believe this bee or this insect keeps on going and buzzing on that uh, larva constantly, and it keeps it keeps on buzzing constantly. That larva becomes this bee after some time. So that's called as that's a logic what uh, the scriptures use to say that if you you already we already know theoretically that we are you know Sachidananda, but we don't practice being Sachidananda. So you start practicing being Sachidananda constantly, like. And then the moment you follow this Brahmara Ketaka Nyayam Paddhati method, which is Nididhyasana, then you become that. So to, to, to Alpana, to your point, you know, the practice is basically essential. Daily practice, regular practice is essential. So over a period of time, it becomes in such a way, for example, if, if somebody asks me, who are you, then automatically I associate myself with this physical body and mind. But that, that's the depth of association that is there. But the moment... You know, the same depth is there to say that I am Sachidananda, then I'm done. Mm. Absolutely. The other practice has overtaken. We've been saying I am this body. So we have yeah. to stop saying that. And say I am that, you know, Nirgun Nirakar, Shuddha Nitya, Ajanma, Avinashi, Avikari, Nirgun Nirakar Brahm. You have to just keep repeating that and you become that. And I think I think we are done with today's GD. It's all done. We've, we've discussed it. About Not just this GD, we are done. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, a, on a lighter note, uh, that's why, you know, that uh, rock singer Prince, his, he changed his name to a symbol. So it starts to make more sense that people actually giving up their identity to move away from this whole body and mind mm. and whatnot. I, I was very confounded when he did that, you know, it was many, many years ago. And uh, it sort of starts to make sense what people are trying to do. Symbol is still identity. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But, but at least you're moving away from, you're going, you're, I'm, I'm hoping, I, I'm just deducing that you know, that's where he was headed. I mean, he's no longer around, but mm. at least that's what I thought he was doing. Yeah. Mm.
another key observation in all this reading is that whatever we say, we are still trying to look to that consciousness as an object and we'll not get it. Whatever we say, we, we still try to look for it somewhere, you know, whether in our meditation or in our thinking, intellectually, we are trying to conceptualize it. Um, we have to stop looking because it is the, the one who's looking for. <laughs> it is the it is the knower. <laughs> so, so I think even Swamiji keeps saying that, look at the person who's looking, <laughs> you know, look for that. That's why, you know, everything, every experience you can use to get into that state, <laughs> who's getting it, who's experiencing it. So, so it'll be, it'll, it'll be revealed as self. It is the self and it is now and, you know, everywhere. <laughs> We just keep still looking for it somewhere. And interesting, read, you still keep doing that. Interesting you say that, Alpana, because, you know, when I listen to a number of these uh, podcasts and lectures, you know, it's repeated over and over again, right? Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes I get to the point, I'm saying, I get it, right? And yet, what you said is quite, quite important, which is I get it, but I still don't identify with it in the way that I should, right? So it, it's it's quite a it's quite a dichotomy. I mean, you know, it's often like you know oh, he's, he's going to say the same same stuff, right? And well, and then you you're saying, but but at some level you, we haven't we, I mean, at least I haven't internalized it in the way it should be done. So it's quite uh, it's quite a uh, interesting sort of thought. Yeah. So that's where you know what uh, Rajesh was mentioning. Ki you have to keep thinking you are you are that, right. and then one day it will dawn rather than intellectually. Yeah. But I think we are all trying to get grasp it uh, intellectually. Yeah. yeah. And I was reading somewhere that, you know, it said like two, there are sort of two sort of broad principles, which is around the self, which is around sort of the fact that I'm different from what I experience, right? And I'm not that object. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's quite a, quite a, oft repeated thing, but it just says saying it over and over again makes it makes it sort of helps to at least internalize it. That's right. Yeah. When when you study Nirvana Shatakam, discussing every day, you know, singing Nirvana Shatakam every day. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So so when you say I get it, Ajay, you know, the I that you are referring to probably is the intellect, right? <laughs> so it's not no no not no, one no, step no. even beyond. So, so to me, to me, the I, I kind of get the fact that it is consciousness. It is, uh, it is not an object. What is getting that? What is right? But, but you know, the fact that I am the I, is that that transition is the is the key thing, right? <laughs> you get what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, 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 but Ajay, the whole process, you know, think about it. You know, I, 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 there are three steps. First is, first of all, one has to believe that there is a I. Second is, yeah. you know, one one has to um, understand that there is an I. Third thing is one has to become I. We have come to 66% of the whole journey. Yeah, we're on step two, you're right. Yeah, we're still, I mean, I, I'm on step two, I mean, far from three. <laughs> but some of the so, words, uh, some of the words, uh, sorry, uh, BP, uh, Alpna, you use are quite, you know, I think using some of these Sanskrit words, and, uh, you know, I, I actually write some of these down uh, because I can't remember them, but, you know, nir, Nirguna is, is one, Swatantraha is one, I mean, independent, right? It is not sort of 
and we all we, we it is it, it stands alone or on its own if you will right mukt nitishuddha mukt correct yeah and then there is one other thing which was interesting i mean just from a concept of science about sarvagata which is all pervasive and so it is not time or spatially bound it will be good to just go through the definition of sat one more time because i remember in the beginning i used to go through it every few days um so so what is sat sat is uh, it doesn't have space time and item limitation so it doesn't have space limit desh kal vastu desh is it's it's not that it is present in india it is not present in america or you know it doesn't have any spatial limitation then it doesn't have time limitation that is it was not present in the past it will not be present in the future or it's not present now then vastu it's not that it's present only in human beings it's not present in you know it's it's present in one one type of object no it is not it is present in everything yeah then yeah then it doesn't have sajatiya and vijatiya bhed bhed sajatiya is it's not a species so it's not that it's a species like human beings or cows or that there are many of the same species then vijatiya bhed it's not that it's one of this one of that so there are different types of of satya within it it's not that and then it doesn't have swagat bhed which is it doesn't have parts it's not like it has hands so it doesn't have any parts in it so so this is the definition of truth and this is what we are so sometimes it helps in just contemplation or if looking at things if they are bound by time they were not present in some time ago they are born and they will die so that means they are not the truth and we are not that so so it helps that these six things are you know core to core to understanding what it is and chit is one who knows itself and one who knows what itself is not so that's the definition of actually consciousness and then yeah the bliss is uh, limitless actually so it's complete in itself there's nothing exactly. than it so it doesn't want any it cannot want it actually so not satya, sorry the definition of satya i think that kind of to me that's stuck in my head that yeah. it is not dependent on anyone else right right i mean right. satya is is, is is it exists on its own without needing any crutches if you will right right whereas as as uh, human bodies or the anatma side of it we depend i mean the sentience comes from the atma right yeah. which is the truth whereas we are the mithya right or the rest of it is the mithya rather the borrowed existence as borrowed <laughs> existence which is something which uh, you know I, i now recall the chart that rajesh you circulated which is quite interesting reflected consciousness yeah yeah but but uh, but you know uh, to add to what alpana is saying right from a practical perspective here is what i was always uh, planning uh, how to put that you know understanding of the self in practice because that concept is really complicated to understand to be very honest with you it's very complicated for me to understand so um, the way that i put it in practice is something what my guru was saying which stuck in my head right see and it, he marries my, my guru marries psychology with this uh, with the vedanta theory so he says 
let's say that uh, there is a person who is uh, scared in general you know uh, a scared kind of a person so if he starts meditating on sachitananda in the form of someone who is abhaya who is fearless then over a period of time that that samsara that 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 person is experienced because of fear will vanish okay so if someone is thinks that they are limited you know as an individual you know i have very less money or i am not good looking or whatever then you meditate on that aspect of sachidananda because sachidananda is limitless right mm-hmm. saying that okay i am the best i am the good looking not to the extent of getting the ego but it's just a reality because that's a reality that's who we are right it's just that we don't realize we think that it's just because his body is not looking good or this mind is having some crazy ideas we think that that is what it is and we identify it as but you shift that perspective you say that no this is not who i am this is all my you know add-ons like clothes what i'm wearing but i am that i am that limitless and that limitless is fearless that limitless is beautiful that limitless is eternal so i have no death i have no fear i am beautiful and then you meditate on it over a period of time tak 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 one at a time will keep on reducing and you don't have to pay the uh, psychologist also save a lot of money <laughs> self therapy so i have a question and and i apologize in advance i i was just curious i was uh, uh, listening to sir priyananda ji and that whole video on enlightenment and all so i was just wondering how many people annually actually get enlightenment I mean, is there some way to figure that out, right? Because it is so, Rajesh. What you are saying, right? There are there are three steps, right? So to me, the third step is the most arduous, the longest, and time it it can. It's it's very different journeys for everyone. So therefore, I was just thinking that you know, um, how many people actually reach that uh, in a lifetime or in a year? I mean, just just I was curious. So I I was just wondering if you guys have. read something or know of something where no, something like math. this has been discussed do the math there are 7 7 billion population in the world or 8 billion population how many 7. people that, you know you know even if you just google up everybody all the people who are quote unquote god men and put them up i think you're probably going to be less than 100 people exactly so so that's so so if that set is so small that means it's very 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 difficult to get to that level that is where that is where i think we, there's a fundamental fallacy in the statistics i'll tell you why just go back to what we were discussing a minute back see what why exactly do you want to become that why exactly what's your motivation let's understand that get out of the cycle of birth and rebirth and be happy basically be happy that's okay. the idea now take take that take that to one step okay what is cycle of birth and death mean to you well right now it means that because if i do right karma good karma i will start you know reducing my sanchita and what not and therefore you know i will get out of this uh, suffering and you know sense of um, uh, uncompleteness if you will or whatever you know all the pains and everything that bugs a living body right so that's that's really the whole moksha concept is right and and so that can be practiced even today today we are all we are all muktas because we understand that if we start behaving like that you know we are already there we are already done 
So, 7.3 billion people can be free today. Well, yes and no, no, but see, this is what I'm uh, so you're right that they can be, but I'm asking a, I'm asking a slightly different question that, you know, how many people actually get to that self-realization in, in their current lifetime? Like, you know, maybe per year is wrong, maybe per year is wrong, is a wrong metric, maybe it is just in a lifetime, right? So, I was just curious. I was just thinking about it, listening about all this enlightenment and you know, getting to moksha yeah. and all that. Because to me, it seems it's very, very. It's it may seem very easy, but it's actually as long as you're living a regular life, it becomes very, very difficult. So, for example, I'll tell you where it comes from. So, I walk in my driveway, and there are ants all around it, right? And half of the time, I'm just trying to tippy-toe around those ants because I don't want to kill them. And earlier, I didn't care. But now I care that I don't want to kill them. And yet, I know that I am actually inadvertently killing some of the ants as I'm tippy-toeing around them. It's just, so therefore, you know, I am earning some bad karma right there by killing a jiva. And then I console myself by saying that, well, I'm not doing it per, uh, knowingly. And, uh, and, you know, it's just... Where is the limit, right? Where do you go? And that's why I sometimes feel that people who are in the ashrams and all that, they have actually a little bit better way to handle it. And for me, at least, I feel it is good that we are in a lockdown or self-imposed lockdown because then you're in, in a bubble. And therefore, you can do a lot more things that you normally won't be able to do. Yeah, but VP, by, by that argument, what you, what you say, it is impossible for us to even eat a meal. Think about it, being vegetarians, actually, meat is dead. You know, it's just nothing there. But veg vegetarian food is live, live stuff. We are eating it every day. What are we talking about? That's okay. <laughs> I'm thinking about these things. <laughs> yeah. So, maybe I mean, that I'm not to trivialize your question, right? So, here is how I understood. You know, I was also struggling with this thing for quite some time. So, here is the thing. The thing is, what you're stating is a, pro is a problem which states that I am not, you know, put it in a different way. I don't feel that being Sachidananda all the time. How do I feel being Sachidananda all the time? I think maybe that's the problem statement that you're saying. No, I, no, my original question was very simply that, how many people actually become enlightened in a year yeah. or let's say in a lifetime, right? That's really the original question. Then I say, but then I was trying to figure out that, look, we say that we can be a Jeev Mukti, right? That's the word I think uh, Alpana uses. So yeah. to be a Jeev Mukti, you need to get there. And then the journey is so arduous because you will do bad karmas. And therefore, you know, that cycle will never, your agami will never get burnt, your you know, uh, Prarabh will continue to... Uh, I think Alpana this, mentioned that's, this sometime really back. Hmm. VP, Alpana mentioned this sometime back. The, in your words itself, you're saying, I will do bad karma. That means you're still associating yourself to somebody else other than Sachidananda. So that is the disconnect that, you know, on one hand, we talk yeah. about that you need to do karmas, which will get you to that point. And on the other hand, we are saying, forget about all that, perhaps, and then just think of yourself as Sachitananda. So maybe that, yeah. that's the disconnect, yeah. I guess. That's the, uh, you're absolutely right. In fact, I was listening to, uh, listening to Swamiji's lecture. Swamiji was saying this. He was saying that 
the most difficult thing is to understand that there is something called atma okay and the moment you even intellectually understand that 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 you are that atma i believe it is done you know we have we have reached that jivan mukti stage but you don't experience being that because that is that that information or that knowledge is not internalized in us so we go back and we fall into that same trap <clears throat> okay i'm doing this karma i am doing it then we get into that thing then it gets into the cycle but then the moment you step back and say no i am done i understand this then all 7.7 billion people are done no problem with it so but to claim that is difficult i think i think kalpana has answered this uh, once uh, now everybody has reached that stage uh maybe you know it will take a few years for some people or some thousands of years or others but ultimately everybody is going to reach that's what alpana said once isn't it yes and i was that's right that's what we had discussed a few sessions ago and i therefore i was asking that what is the frequency of people going every year out of that cycle right that enlightenment lecture which you had sent vp in that in fact i maybe i did not hear the it completely but he was saying that you know that should never be your goal if it has to happen it will happen sorry so, i no, um, sorry go ahead no i i a good person i've pondered about this for a long time as well um so one one way to think about this uh, is i think what rajan was saying it was the end which is not to uh, you know is something that happens right you create the environment and eventually it happens um so even gita actually to look at bhagavad gita most of the the content is related to how do you prepare the environment uh, that is um, mental purification and getting that getting to that state in other words uh, if you put it in a slightly different way you are trying to become more and more satvic more predominantly satvic and that would be your um, uh, uh, goal uh, from being able to try perspective right Some, something where you put in an effort perspective you want to become more and more satvic because that's your launch pad in a, in, in a way you want to get there uh, you want to get there yet another way of explaining the same thing would be you are burning some of the samskaras that have been are there uh, because of past actions and you are aware of what might happen in uh, you have a control over what might happen in future by performing the right actions today right so uh, in many ways most of the effort in my opinion uh, my understanding most of the effort is in preparing ourselves to get there so in other words we are increasing our satwa predominance and trying to be there as much as possible right so as society so this is individually but even as a society as more and more people get aware of become aware of this and i think the overall percentage of satwa increases in society right so uh, when that happens uh, you would you will suffer less um, even in this uh, lifetime even with with um, the the little that we have all kind of gone through we are experiencing uh, a, a certain amount of vairagyam certain amount of um, uh, uh, discrimination we are not hankering after or at least in bits and pieces we are not hankering after different things and we are experiencing that uh, bliss at least to a certain proportion right so uh, our satwa is increasing and so to, uh, uh, in my pursuit what i'm 
I'm not thinking too much about any of these. Actually, I'm thinking, okay, yes, there is a theory. At some point, it might dawn. It may not dawn. I don't know. But I can take a lot uh, from uh, what it's saying in terms of mental purification, in terms of karma yoga, and uh, get to the state, try to be as sattvic as possible, and, and get rid of uh, my samskaras. So that's been my pursuit, I should say. So that's it's a... And one thing that... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What I was thinking was, we don't have the stats, and it's not that if we say one in a year, every year there'll be one who needs to be given, so God has to find, oh, whoever is the best one, let me give it, right? Even if it is one in a 10 billion people say, when do you know that 10 billion quota started? Maybe I could be that one. I think that's, that's a strong belief I have. You know, so it doesn't matter how many get it. There are people who have got it. Hence, I can be the one who can get it, right? So that puts a very strong belief in me that it's possible and it's possible now. So yeah, that's no, I, I totally agree, Alpna, but I was just trying to contextualize it. What are the odds I'm playing against? <laughs> that's people, all. <laughs> people have got it at the age of five. People have got it at the age of 100. And people have not got it even when they live for a thousand years in Satyog. People, see Dashrata, Ram was his son, who was a god. Dashrata didn't get it. So just by having a sakshatkar of a Bhagwan, you don't get it. Arjun didn't get it. Krishna himself gave him the, the lessons. Arjun didn't get enlightenment. So it's not a, it's, you, you cannot say that you will get it, right? But oh, no, on contrary, on contrary, that's the point that the odds are stacked against you. That's what I that step three that Rajesh was describing yeah. is extremely arduous and it can take you several births to it's really get there. to the point. Right. And I'll give you an example. I'll tell you a story. I don't know whether I told it earlier or not. So in, in Satyug, you know, people could travel from different lokas, etc. So there was mm -hmm. one Rishi who was flying towards Brahmalo. So there was a saint sitting below a tree and he said, oh, aap Brahma ji ke paas ja rahe hai, jara pooch lena, mujhe kab moksh milega. Then he flew further and there was another saint sitting and he also asked the same thing. Brahma ji se pooch na jara, mere ko kitne, kitne janmo ke baad ya kab ja ke moksh milega. So he goes and on his way back, you know, the first person asked, okay, did you ask Brahma ji? And he said, oh, Brahma ji ne bola hai, ye jis peer ke niche tum baithe ho, usme jitne patte hain, Utne janmo ke baad tumhara moksh ho jayega. Imagine how many leaves are there in a tree. Saint was delighted ki Brahma ji pehle to unhe pata hai ki mai kaun hu. He knows about me. He was so happy that he got immediate enlightenment. Wow. Right? Then he goes to the next one and he said ki um, aapne poochha mere baare mein Brahma ji se. And he said, Brahma ji said tumhe abhi do janma aur aana hai. He got so disappointed, he left his sadhana and went into the... <laughs> so, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great story, whoever asked this question. See, he, the one who said, jitne patte hai, utne lagenge, got immediate enlightenment. He got the point. So, it can come anytime. 
one that 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 desire needs to be there that you want to know and after a certain point of knowledge you have to drop that desire also then it will happen because no we are very keen that's how i was isi janam mein chahiye kuch bhi karne ko bolo main karungi no no i i'm not i'm not looking for it in this birth i was just curious about it just just that no, no. you know yeah, i know, I know. Like, you you you, you were curious about the statistics of it and uh, maybe there was a self interest in that also when i can get it or whatever if the numbers were you know on the higher side but i think alpana so, really rajan you don't even have to question it all of us are here only to get that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's all right sadhan chatushta hai chautha wala hai kahi to hai alpana i think i think you have answered it very well i think the story has been told it's in your language where is the ha where which upanishad or which uh, text yog, is it from yog vashisht ha ah, okay yog vashisht <laughs> So, 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 Swami, so, so, Swami, 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 Uh, yeah easily that's i was wondering whether he's enlightened but then i said you know he has been given that by one of his gurus so chances are that he's enlightened otherwise he wouldn't be given such an important post so is is, is it true that all swamis or whoever becomes like the swami xyz ananda is enlightened no no not necessarily no. okay but that's not necessary because he keeps saying enlightened people will never say they are enlightened correct right yeah never relate to it that way but you know the moment he goes into that experiential thing right imagine you are this and this and that you can feel he he is there what he is asking you to do that's that's the only reason why i feel he is enlightened mm. you know and bp to to your weak question ago, i had another similar similar question you know when does a person know that i am enlightened uh, uh, when does uh, when do i come to know a similar when you stop question, asking that question you know? yeah so <laughs> Something similar has come. I'm glad. In fact, Swarupiyananda says, <laughs> "If you know you are enlightened, you don't know it." Indeed, indeed. Well said. So, yeah. How do you rate? How do you rate Alpana? If you have heard Sadguru, uh, how do you rate him? Is he enlightened? I don't think we should rate these people. They are pretty. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry to yeah, sorry to use that phrase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an opinion. It's an opinion. You can have your opinion. If you know, know a bit about it, Sarva Priyananda, I definitely thought about it, and I thought that he is uh, because of sometimes he said, "I don't know how to explain to you how to drop that blankness." That means he has done it, right? So there are few statements in his talks where he has said few things which I think, uh, I mean, it it got me thinking that like so actually to Rajan to answer your question, actually I don't. I haven't heard Sadguru that much, so I don't know. So what I like about what I like about him, you know, he has gone through all that because I have heard a lot, mm. you know, I have heard him a lot, and I know his background a lot. Mm. So he has gone to that state and then come back to this real life, and he is taking people, you know, on forums, uh, sitting on the dais and answering everyday questions. 
and you Absolutely. know he is able to uh, that's he, something he, a lot for the masses absolutely there's no doubt he is he and, and uh, as as individuals like us and uh, you know after having uh, some kind of enlightenment and you know knowing who we are and giving it back to society something similar yeah. he is doing actually i i agree that absolutely yeah the one thing which sort of about uh, about uh, sadguru that sadguru which kind of you write he is for the masses but there are you know, two things which sort of have caught my attention one is that you know he does get he does get flustered sometimes when you ask him a tough question or or or, or not a tough question but a question which uh, questions him right so some people have questioned him human. in public forums ajay i feel it no i understand i understand rajan Raj, i'm saying that's that's one observation i'm not saying right or wrong the other yeah. is you know often he says something which which is which is contrary to what swami parman sorry sarvapriyananda ji says which is he almost kind of tells the other guy you don't know or you, you know what do you know or you know there is a bit of a condescending thing about i know and you don't know which sort of there's a bit of a disconnect in my head because of those kind of and i have i haven't heard him enough to to pass any judgment in a long you know, by a long way the masses at the level they let's do a time out let's do a time out, you know, time out on give it time out on this topic time out yeah 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 sorry. Okay, time out okay, time out okay, i'm okay. sorry you know this this is they're not debating you know who's uh, you know realized yeah, yeah. and who's not realized and it will get into a big discussion there so okay, i'm sorry, sorry ranjan i think you'll have to, to take it offline Aga- just to add that no we go back to okay. agami karma if he is enlightened we will get all his pop <laughs> say anything like but, but if I, if i can go back to sort of the, but if i can go back uh, to the point that uh, that uh, uh, vpu made and that's kind of you know sort of in a way sort of stayed in my mind uh, for similar reasons probably as yours which is around this question of who am i right and absolutely you know i am consciousness agreed crystal clear i still ha- don't sort of uh, you know experience it on a day to day basis but i think conceptually we get it right but the one question which remains in my mind and i was this before is that why am i not the not the sukshma sharira for the simple reason that i am moving from one to another and at some level i feel that you know i need to do good karma so that the next body that my sukshma sharira inhabits needs to get the benefit of what i do today even if, i mean on the assumption that i don't get Uh, enlightenment which is a which is a which is probably true uh but you know if i am consciousness why do i worry so much about what this body is doing or not doing you know i need to do good karma etc etc you know so let's say i i'm kind of just saying okay i am i am conscious i am i am i am brahman right so why do or maybe so so there is that i which is which is which is kind of the i right So where does the responsibility? Eye. Yeah, the big eye. So where does the responsibility, accountability, etc., etc., come for the, for the, for the body and mind complex, right? It is. It is with the fact and the fact that and the fact that I need to kind of do the right thing so that the next janma, you know, this sukshma is kind of better off, and you know, you get the trend of what I'm thinking. The short answer is the consciousness is one, and these are all different, different bodies. so the the ignorance is in the body meaning in the in the sukshma sharir so the ignorance has to go away from the sukshma sharir only 
No, I understand that, but I'm saying, why do I, the big guy? I, I don't care. What? Actually, I don't care. But once you know that you are that I, and you are established in that I. So if I'm that I, then I should just kind of not do anything. I should just, Correct. Yeah. So, Correct. But then but, the body. But then what happens is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What happens is like a car which is switched off, but it is still going to go. Your body will go, and as long as you have that body and mind. Even though you know that you are the tie, you have identified yourself with the tie, you end up doing something or the other. But that will be for the benefit of everybody, not for your benefit at all. And it will not impact you. Even if you end up doing any bad karma just unknowingly or, you know, ek hoga hi nahi. But agar kuch jata hai, to it's it doesn't impact you once you know. That's why it's just so beautiful to even imagine you are that I, jisko koi fark nahi padta. And, and, and also, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, uh, Ajay. It's a double-edged sword because Vedanta is a double-edged sword. You kind of, you know, take a wrong step and wrong, it's a wrong understanding. It can kind of, you know, mess you up. Yeah. Right? yeah. So my, I you got to be very I careful mean, with that. Yeah. At, at some level, you know, my, my, I'm saying that if I am I and I am kind of independent and I'm outside all of that sansar, right? Then why do I bother about this sansar? Then I mean, like the bad sansar go on. That consciousness behind everybody. So everybody is you. How can you do anything wrong to anybody when it's? I mean, can you, can no, 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 not, not, not a wrong thing to yourself. No, no, no not in the sense, not not in the sense of doing wrong, but uh, you know, I, you know, the body kind of feels responsible to do the right thing, right, or keep going or whatever. Once you have attained enlightenment. You don't care about this body. In fact, but then you have this as an instrument, so you will use it because you become very compassionate. कि लोग भी क्यों फंसे हुए हैं लोग क्यों छोटी छोटी बातों को देख रहे हैं लेट मी हेल्प देम सो सो सॉरी आई वांट टू से वी गो टू रीड दैट श्लोक वी आर गो टू रीड दैट लाइन न धर्मो न चात्रो न कामो न मोक्ष चिदानंद रूप शिवोहम शिवोहम वी गो टू रीड दैट टुडे सो दैट शिवोहम डजंट हैव धर्म अर्थ कामो मोक्ष इट डजंट इवन नीड मोक्ष बिकॉज़ इट इज दैट इट इज दैट सो आई रिमेंबर नाउ वेयर माय क्वेश्चन केम फ्रॉम एक्चुअली because you know sapi ananda ji keeps talking about that veda is vedic uh, vedic studies or oh, sorry advaita is all about um you know um uh, experience and and that's where my question came from that how do you uh, so if it's all about experience right then you can separate and i'm sorry i'm just uh, very obsessed with this whole thing for a few days um so you can separate your body you can separate your mind right i get that i get the deep sleep experience and all that but then to get to that such an satchitanand state it's a it's a damn long journey because and that's why i asked the question okay if it's all about experience and i'm not experiencing it today um you know and i have to do a b c d which is tattva bodha to get to that point where i can experience enlightenment or experience that consciousness and and hence the question that how many people actually get there in a year right so that's that's what has been gnawing on my mind but pp it takes a split second it's not yeah. time actually it takes a split second to get it it's all preparation till then no no i understand but what i'm saying is if it's an see this is what alpna understand my point if it is supposed to if advaita is telling you that it's an experience yeah. and you can just feel it right that's what swami ji keeps harping on and and i believe in him and that's why i'm saying that i understand the body mind part 
but when it says that you can experience this consciousness this bliss yeah. i'm asking the question that if you me to experience that then tell me the stat as to how many people actually experience that in their lifetime or even in a year so that i know that you know you have to do so 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 many things to get to that point vp you are experiencing it now so you are experiencing it now all of us are experiencing it now we just don't accept it so vp would it help if i don't know I'm, i the rest of you can also tell me it's not about how many of us actually reach that final point i think that's where it becomes daunting how often and for what period of time do we experience it momentarily and then that period keeps increasing for each one of us and then ultimately have a constant point where you or the general community around you would then experience it for a huge period of time i think it's that oscillation between that experiencing it ultimately to versus being not at that point more often than not is where we are we're not able to get that statistic because for you to say that everyone at all points in time or even me at all points in time have to be in this one particular state that becomes daunting mm. so that's, that's you got you got to understand that's two a, words that two i words can buy. what geeta uh, yes. uses okay geeta uses a word called gyanam second word gyan nishtha nishtha means someone who has been established in that particular knowledge all of us today we understand it we we probably have got the gyan of what it is but are we gyan and nishtha like what atma was explaining are we that all the transcendences know okay. so it's not that we are not enlightened all of us are enlightened because we understand what it is we believe that it is a, that it's a reality but we don't accept it all the time problem statement first the perception has to happen not at that highest eye level because you can't do anything to it perception has to happen at the mind level Short answer. Uh, short answer. VP to your question. No, there are no stats. <laughs> no, but I like. I like the new answer though. I think you, will, you can yeah. hit it now. <laughs> yeah. It's like a flickering so, light bulb, VP, where you know. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll come on for a little while, then it goes off, then it comes on, and then you hope that it's just going to consistently be on for a long time. Example. hold on to that example how does the flickering bulb knows that oh who will come and change me in what time what are the stats you can't that when you so realize you will go and change it but the bulb doesn't know when will somebody come and change me i'm flickering no i like because that example asked... it's, a, it's a good one yeah yeah okay because you asked this question and sorry to bring one more swami ji into this context but swami ramanand answered that question in those talks the one that you forwarded he said give 100 hours of just thinking you are that can you do it he asked that he, he was answering that lady there and he said give 100 hours oh yeah yeah i, yeah. I, I don't want to talk about much yeah. ever long you want to take you can do it in this janma ardu Hundred hours, just focus without any deterrent. That you are that Satchidanand. You will know it. So He goes this, on to uh, say, maybe, maybe not hundred hours, even fourteen hours. You do it, you will get it. <laughs> so I, I will, I will stop here because I think I got the answer that I was looking for from Anu. But the question really, you know, because it's all about experience, and I think that's, I think that I like what Anu said. I think that's something to. think about 
that's something to take back but but yeah i mean you know it's a, it's it's interesting thank you but you can see we all have pondered over this question that's why we were trying to answer <laughs> yeah of course yeah so you're not alone <laughs> You know, that's the reason why I didn't want us to go through that creation part because that is very exciting. Once you go there, you know, we'll get diverted. This is important. That is that is that is uh, exciting. I would not say it is not important, but actually, it is really not important that that much. But this is very important topic that we really need to internalize. What is this? Because chapter two of the Gita, what we've already gone through in in uh, Swami Dayananda Saraswati's book, and this one is very relevant. If you actually go back now and read. uh the dayananda saraswati swamiji's book right you will you know those things will just jump up because there are some things that we would have missed it in the past but now with the background what we have on tatvapada yes. you go back now and read it it will really jump up to you as oh i missed this i missed this i missed this so in fact do you know why gita is structured like that he actually gives the highest teachings in the first few shlokas as he started speaking right from um when he starts telling arjuna about the atma that is the highest teaching but the reason it's in this 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 thing is he was thinking agar ye 10 shlok mein samajh mein aa gaya to mujhe aage kuch batane ka zarurat hi nahi hai but arjun clearly did not get it so he said all right you don't get it let's start from the kindergarten and then he takes us through slowly slowly what you all get it in those first 10 shlokas that he talks about atma those are enough you know that that's a that's a summary of the whole thing isn't it it's the it's the knowledge yeah, yeah yeah but how do you prepare for it then he starts from karma yoga bhakti yoga okay whatever suits you just take that as the as the path and you will get it is what he's trying to say then eventually in 18th chapter all in the middle of the battlefield yeah yeah and actually swami ji says it very nicely he says whenever you're making any presentations to anybody first summarize in one slide what is the presentation on about and then you go to describe everything then conclude again so chapter 2 is a summary then description chapter 18 is a summary back again that's it absolutely and if people have no doubts after the first slide itself you can stop the presentation then and there and likely here yeah. done money in the bank yeah. <laughs> in fact it's a good model for even uh, for presentations itself right what am i going to say then say that's it and what did i tell you Right. So uh, you know, yeah, what did I say? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, In fact, one of the things that I you know, just just as aside from Atma, right? One of the things that I picked up from uh, McKinsey is that they incidentally summarize what they say in the in the title of the slide itself. So you actually don't you just just have to read the titles of the slide of McKinsey presentation, and you don't have to read the rest of the content at all. You get the complete flow. So what they do is they write down all the titles on the first two slides. and then they repeat each of those titles and go into the details so that's a nice kind of way it's very similar to what what we that does in a way but just kind of uh, going back to sort of the three states of experience and i read this and i was kind of quite fascinated by the whole idea of dream state which is really sort of your vasanas which are which you've experienced uh, either in your current sort of life or purva janma in sort of various shapes and forms so apparently all everything that we dream about is what's happened to us in the past there is no nothing about the future in those it's all about something that comes out of the vasanas 
and that got me thinking vp about your point about the past janma right as to how do we know about it <laughs> and, and 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 what was interesting to me the thought that occurred to me was that anything that you experience in your dream which you have not experienced in your current birth probably happened in your previous birth so that might be like a window to kind of knowing what happened or what you know what happened in your purva janma i mean i i remember the question that you asked early on and uh, i i couldn't sort of but, we, but not, ajay with a small with a small modification this, the dream is as to anything yeah ajay with a small modification it is not always the past experiences it's because the mind also has a creative creativity of its own it combines things and then you can the combination is an unknown entity for i think there there's a there's a, there's a description of you know uh, uh, somewhere in the book if i remember i remember right for example if you seen a crazy uh, uh, person uh, body with a let's say different animal head or whatever doesn't mean that that existed in the past or that existed as you have seen it just means that you combined two things and yes. the mind has created its own world that's also so you could combine so you could combine things apparently you could have them in different sequences uh, but, but, but yeah but there, there is nothing about the future apparently you cannot imagine in the dream you connect the dots of the past you never sort of think the future in a way but you know the, the the thought to me was that it is not just your current uh, experience in your current janma but also from the past which is part of your vasanas or samskaras or whatever they call it. i didn't know that So VP, I'm still interested in your past life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am, but actually, to be very candid, it less so than I was maybe a month ago. Well done. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, honest. Yeah. That's a step yeah. towards enlightenment, VP. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I, you know, you're 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 kind of learning that you have you have time on your hand, and the time has to be used for the best purposes. That's all you're doing. <laughs> Mm. Good, good Rajesh, session today, Rajesh. When you uh, when you said that we we all are are already in that state, you know, uh, uh, we are already enlightened. It's just that we are not realizing. So one of the uh, things which I had heard from somebody uh, was that you know taking the birth as humans. itself is a, a very elevated the highest state possible now that you know we are almost there and we are uh, the next step is only you know to get enlightenment and all that is it true that's what uh... yeah exactly i think uh, you know i read this somewhere i think it's uh, again in brahmadharanika upanishad and i think you know they they talks about different evolution you know of animals and uh, creatures and all that right and they they uh, the scripture compares it with all sorts of life forms as to what is the common thing between a human being and the rest and what is the unique thing in the human being and the unique thing in the human being is that ability to you know go to the next level in the form of um, you know exercising your your mind and becoming sachidananda because rest of the animal uh, animal or bird or whatever rest of the other life forms don't have the ability to Uh, uh, understand that and uh, assimilate it and become that. Only, only we have been destroyed with it. Yeah, only human life has choices. 
See, animals, yeah. they react based on their instinct. And even the devtas, they do... See, uh, sun doesn't have a choice whether to, to shine or not shine today, right? It has to shine. So even, even gods, meaning the demigods, the devtas, they don't have any choice. And when we pray to them, whatever effort is there, they give results based upon that. So, so neither the the Chorasi Lak Yoni and not the ones above us nor below us, they have any choice. Only we have a choice to either do this or that. And hence there's a there's a possibility of going from Nar to Narayan, is what they say. And that's enlightenment. In fact, somebody said a very, um, gave a very good analogy that uh, when you have to exit a building, you have to, you can only exit from ground floor. Human birth is like ground floor. You can't go out from basement directly or you can't go out from third floor, fifth floor directly. You have to come to the ground floor and then exit. So human life is like the ground floor. But I think it's also worth mentioning, right? Uh, it also talks about the fact that you can go either uh, evolve more forward or backward or stay in the same, right? So depending on what you do now, so in the sense that it's not all destined, it's, uh, it, it is still uh, free will. There is free will in terms of what you do now to, um, uh, to move forward or just go straight or rather keep uh, a status quo versus going down right so that that is that uh, aspect as well absolutely kishore yeah I, I instead of using the word free will i used choices <laughs> because there's Correct. A lot of right right right, <laughs> right. And you and that... right yeah and you could go back up to the first floor as well right you can go back sorry to the first floor as well can't hear you i mean the way around I mean, the, uh, other than, yeah, rather than exiting the, the, from the ground floor and getting moksha, you could kind of regress you might back, go back to... Yeah. You can regress back. Within the that's, building, that's you can keep going up and down. Basically. Yeah, the topmost floor is Brahma. <laughs> Satlok. Okay, so we are at 7.45. And I think we'll have to spend some time to uh, to learn the chant Nirvanashatakam also. But before we get there, uh, you know, just uh, just maybe let's spend maybe two, three more minutes to just recap what we have read so far in Tattva And, you know, rather than just look at what we read, uh, and I think I'm glad that most of our discussions were centered around the self part of it because that is an important part of it. But let's look look back from the entire Tattva and let's kind of, you know, so we can recap, you know, maybe one of us can recap uh, uh, you know what what I've read so far, so that it's easier for for all of us to, um, you know, summarize. Go ahead, Rajesh. You are best at summarizing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm not good at it. I don't remember many other things. Maybe you know, I'm just trying to see whom I can put us put 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 them in a spot today. <laughs> <laughs> by virtue, of, by virtue of being the de facto, you know, moderator of this meeting. How about Shanta or Satya today, Sakuba? Can I put you guys in a spot today? No, why you are saying that? But I feel a little inadequate. Uh, uh, okay, Shanta. I, I I think Rajesh, I have a suggestion. Maybe you give somebody time. Maybe next week they they give you the summary, right? Because then people have time to prepare and 
get their it, thoughts. It, it, it was not. It, it was not to test anybody. I'm sorry. That was not intention at all. You know, I was okay. just kind of you know saying you know anyone can give it. So I thought like maybe you know people, you know all of us are talking, but some of us uh, you know it's better to also kind of get them to state their point of view also, right? It's important. Otherwise, we will not understand. You know, yeah, uh, what they are what they are saying. That's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, in, in my sort of mind, I mean, the, the three things that we've kind of focused on, uh, Rajesh, I mean, if I have to, like, give like a 60-second summary is, I mean, we started, obviously, with sort of the whole thing around the sadhana, which is the, the qualification, which uh, which is something which, which evolves, something we need to be conscious of as we study this, so that we're able to imbibe this in the right way, right? Uh, or it's, it's a tool to help sort of understand. So that's kind of something which is fundamental starting point. And then, of course, we spend a lot of time talking about what is not the eye. And there were like three broad sort of uh, uh, classifications, if you will. One was around the sharir. Uh, one was around the state of uh, state of experience. And then the third was around the five sheets, which we talked about last week, I think. Yeah. And then I think we've now transitioned to uh, who we are, which is which we keep coming back and forth on so who am i is kind of the ultimate goal which is your sort of chapter two right of the gita and i think that's kind of i mean we haven't spent time sort of just talking about i mean we spent time about who am i like at different points so that's that's something which i think constantly we are we're kind of uh, uh talking about and and just on the atma and who am i i mean the three things which i wrote down just listening to a lot of people and summaries, etc. was, and somebody summarized it really well, which I just captured, and I think it's useful to recap here. Uh, the three things were Nitya Anitya, which is permanent versus temporary, right? The second was, uh, was Drashta and Drishya, which is the subject and the object, right? And the third was the Chit and Jad, which is sentience or inert. So the way I start to think about it now is, you know, whenever I think of the I, I mean, I try and kind of measure it on these three principles and it helps me. Uh, I mean, there's obviously a lot of nuance and lots of other sort of uh, aspects to it. But these three things about permanence, about uh, subject, object and uh, sentience, I think to me form the core of how Atma is different from everything else. Very well said. Very well said, and I think it, it, I think you summarized it very very well. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate that uh, you know quick summary so that you know we can probably move forward. So I think uh, before Alpana we uh, we start learning the chant right. I think we should cover the rest of the pages in the in the book now. Uh, I think it uh, talks about the creation, which is a very interesting part of uh, understanding what it is. So in, in in some sense, if you look at it so far, what we have done is. We are learning everything about the microcosm, about us as, uh, you know, the, the body-mind complex. But we are not at all relating anything to the external world, as in beyond our body-mind, uh, beyond our body, right? We are not talking anything about that. But, but the next, next few pages will talk about entirely outside. What is outside the so-called I as an individual, like that, the way that we you know, commonly you know, know us, know us, know us of. So Tattva talks about that part of it, so, which is the creation part of it, right? So we'll have to, uh, you know, go uh, go and understand that. And Ajay, you know, you said the, the three qualifications of uh, uh, of uh, Atma, right? One of the things that I want, uh, uh, you know, I want already 
you know, probably seed it in your mind, in all of you guys' mind is when you, when you read these pages for the next few pages, think about the Jed and Chetana aspect, Jada and Chetana aspect of the creation, okay? So keep that in, in the back of your mind. Every time you read anything, keep asking that question, is this inert or is this having consciousness? Is this inert or is this having consciousness? And then you will get a, you'll get a, uh, you'll get a, uh, a, a beautiful perspective of the entire reading. That's my, you know, uh, take on take on that. And I think this this text for me has been about discerning or making that being able to see, ask the questions correctly in the journey towards an end goal. It's being, it just gives you that insight to actually look to see, is it this, is it not this? Is it, it's that constant comparison is what this whole, the last weeks has been the main part of our discussion. Okay. All right. I think that's well spent uh, one hour, 20 minutes. And uh, I'm pretty sure that, you know, um, we will have the next 15, 10, 10, 12 minutes from Alpana much more enjoyable as well. And uh, I'm going to share my screen. Oh, sorry, wrong window. Where did I open it? Okay. <clears throat> okay. Did we uh, uh, did we finish this Napunyam Napapam last time, Alpana? I don't yeah. recall. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We we did this. Okay. So we do. Uh, should we do both today? We have ten minutes actually. Should we do both? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And finish it off. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we can mute ourselves and you just do the whole sentence. Maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want you want to do the whole sentence? Yeah, let's do the whole sentence. Okay. Maybe, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So in this one, the one I have learned, I have learned as the Mrityur Nashanka. They both mean the same, but I'll continue with that one. I think there are two places where it's slightly different. So I. Mm. By automatically because that's the one I remember. I go back to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. In the same thing here. Namrityur na shanka name jati bhedaha pitanaivamma. This also is slightly different. Sorry. Namrit. <laughs> Tyurna Shanka Nameja Tibedaha Pitanaiva Menaiva Matana Jan Maha
न बंधुर्न मित्र गुरुर्न शिष्य चिदानंदूप शिवोहम शिवोहम चिदानंदूप शिवोहम शिवोहम अहम निर्विकल्पो निराकारूपो विभुवाच्रियाणा न चासंगत नुक्तिर्न मेय चिदानंदूप शिवोहम शिवोहम चिदानंदूप शिवोहम शिवोहम Thank you, Arpana. That was that was very Fantastic. nice. Fantastic. So, you know, the the last one, you know, see, one of the earlier sessions, you know, you went uh, almost word by word, uh, meaning, uh, you know, for one of the stanzas. So, at least for the last one, can you do that in your own words? Sure. Do you want me to flash it back again? Uh, I I have in front of me, so if others want. Yeah. Can you guys see my screen? Yeah. So, aham nirvikalpo. Nirvikalp is uh, options. Um, so, so you say that mind has vikalp, sankalp. Sankalp, vikalp is having different options to decide upon, etc. Right. So, I am not that. Nirakar is without any form. That is my form. <laughs> it's. It's without any options and it is without any akar. Vibhu, vibhu is sarva vyapat, sarva gap, which Ajay was mentioning. So it is pervading everything. Vibhu tvacha, sarvatra is everywhere. 
Sarvendriya Nam is all our Indriya are the the instruments that we have, the Gyanendriya and the Karmendriya. So anything yeah. where these Indriyas go, I am not that. So that means all the Vishay, all the all the objects that we perceive, I am not that. No, I am pervading all of them, actually. It doesn't say no. So Vibhutvach, so I'm pervading all the things that are Indriya's experience. Nachasangat. Asangat is I'm not attached to anything. So so anything that happens to anything that we perceive doesn't touch me. Yeah. Namuktir Namaya is it's uh, see when you say I am mukt from something that means I was ever bound by it because it doesn't touch me it says I am neither unattached to them nor maya is all inclusive yeah so um Maya is, um, how do I explain in the terms of? Uh... So it says, I mean, I have one uh, translation which says that I'm always in equilibrium. So is that what? Uh... That's right. So I'm not disturbed. Okay. So that's what I think it all points to that I'm not touched by anything. But it's mm -hmm. not that I was bound and then I become mukt. I think that's what we were trying to say that you are, you're mukt now. <laughs> it's just that. We yeah, have yeah, yeah. ourselves to the, it's like, you know, uh, O Sanyasin, I had sent one, one paragraph where Vivekanand says that we are holding on to the rope that's tying us. We have to let go. Just, just the only thing we need to do is just let go of that rope. The rope is not binding us. We are holding on to it. You know, it's the same thing that it's not that we are, we think we are bound, but that that auspiciousness alone, that what what I am actually is, is bound, never attached, and um, never out of equilibrium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I was being sort of uh, trying to understand. I, I you know there's a, another version which is the namuktir nambandha, and the bandha was easier to understand to the extent it is free from the shackles of, uh, you know, karma, if you will. So, so there's no sort of... It's, there's neither bandha nor moksha in me. Correct. Correct. I'm exactly. so both of them. Hmm. Yeah. That's what I think even this word tries to say, I'm free from everything. Hmm. Does that so make sense? Helpful. This is very yeah. helpful, yeah. Uh, Alpana. I mean, I'm, I've kind of come down to the fourth stanza in terms of remembering it. So I think I'll get there. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think understanding the meaning really helps. True. <laughs> Ajesh, you're on mute. Ajay, you got to still 110 more days to go for Chaturmasa. So that will be by the time you would have learned much more than just Nirvana Shatakam. VP, I mean, what did really you buy? You said some uh, related to Surya, Surya Bhagavan something. 
Yeah. So there is a there is a shloka in that uh, prayer book, which is basically um, you know a salutation to the sun god. And uh, sorry, Aditya Hridayam. No, no, it's no, it's not Aditya Hridayam. It uh, it goes like this. If you want me to recite, I can just share with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sarv Mangal Mangalam, Sarv Pap Pranashnam. Chinta Shok Prashmanam Ayurvidya Uttamam. Shlok, and because you know, my ritual of uh, uh, giving water to sun in the morning, uh, so you know, so I just thought, wait, this is a nice idea. Let me just incorporate this uh, uh, shlok into my offering to sun. So that's how it's sort of, awesome. it was interesting that you know, I just picked it up as I was. Uh, reading that prayer book. I just flipped through that prayer book once in a while and it just sort of happened. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's really good. Yeah. It, it, by the way, I'm, I, I have determined that uh, uh, maybe this is for the Chaturmasa group, but nevertheless, I'll share here. I've determined that I'm, I'm going to learn uh, Bajagovindam this time before the end of, uh, end of Chaturmasa by heart. Oh, wow. I still am not in there, but it's, it's such a beautiful poem. I, I really loved it. That's another one by Adi Shankaracharya, which is like a gem, another gem. All right. Have a blessed weekend, rest of the weekend, and see you next Saturday. Yeah, thanks, you. everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.